Welcome back, Welcome back to the. We're here talking poker. I'm with my main man. Most people see him on the streams as JC. Often zone. Poker professional, comedy extraordinaire. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. I don't know about the last part, but uh, <laughs> out of poker. Uh, off of the recording, we're talking a uh, comedy, and you are repping. I don't know if the video portion will get put out or not, but you are repping the Kill Tony hoodie, so you know, to talk. I am the a comedy scene, and you're in the comedy mecca. Yeah, by design. <laughs> right. Okay. For I guess like first question that I just thought of. Do you think like was the poker scene? Did you come from? I met you in Florida, doing the yeah. Florida swing, and like South Florida has actually an unpopular but pretty big poker scene. Like a lot of tournament pros play there. Hollywood has good series, and there's a lot of cash games going on. There's poker rooms, there's casinos, there's private games. There's a lot of action going on down there. Yeah. What? Why? Like, did you already know that Austin or Texas in general had a good poker scene, or what made the move for you? Because obviously, other than Joe Rogan, uh, no. <laughs> I had no idea uh, about the poker here. Uh, no one really believes that here um, that I play with. They all think that. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, they all think because you know, once they kind of figured out that I was a uh, professional player, um, they all assumed that I moved here for poker. Uh, I yeah, that couldn't be further from the truth. I was, I was, uh, I just felt like I was gonna go broke on the path that I was on. Um, with the amount I was partying, uh, and my work ethic and it just, I, I felt like I needed to move. Um, so, uh, and I always, I always thought about Austin. I, I came and visited Austin when I was 20 years old. Uh, chasing, oh, okay. yeah, I, I was chasing a girl from a cruise that I met. <laughs> she lived, she lived in uh, Plano, Texas. So, uh, I flew, I flew to, uh, Plano and um and then we did a little like two-day trip in Austin for the weekend and I love the city and uh I thought you know if I ever moved anywhere that would probably be it um and so in uh see yeah last November um I'll either gonna live in a van for a year and just travel um and and see uh like all this all the uh national parks and kind of just live outdoors for a while and and uh that's pretty cool yeah find myself or whatever uh, be with nature man yeah yeah just you know get out of the the partying scene and the, and the disconnect city. from humans and be connected with yourself yeah that's a good way of doing that i i did some accounting and i i didn't have i didn't have the funds to get the the van i wanted and to not work for for a year straight um, <laughs> yeah so yeah, I thought, well, I could just move to Austin and uh figure figure stuff out there and I could write. I was writing a lot um anyway for writing comedy and uh stories and uh well, that's cool. Continue doing that. Uh so I, I booked a, a, a trip out to Austin to check it out uh in September. Yeah. Uh because I moved here in November. So September I came for a week. And, um, and I, I went to a, uh, I, I just Googled poker, uh, yeah. poker in Austin to see what, you know, what they had. And, th- and I, I realized they had these poker clubs. So I went and checked them out and they had 
like one, three match the stack and two, five match the stack, uh, options. And I played those for, I played three or four sessions, um, during that week. And I, I kind of roughly estimated how much I could make per year grinding those games. And if I could afford to, you know, live in the city and then grind, grind those, those small stakes games on the side. Um, and yeah, it was doable. I, you know, I figured I could probably make 70 or 80 K a year playing in those games. Um, the action was decent, uh, but that's all I knew. Um, so you were like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, and then when I moved here, uh, the very first, like within two weeks of playing, um, I got connected to like the, the underground poker scene, uh, pretty much immediately. And then the games got much bigger. Yeah. They watching what a, the streams, but B just the YouTube or YouTube Instagram stores. I don't know how any social media works. I'm a boomer. What's up about them face tweets? Um, yeah, it definitely seems a lot deeper than a two five, uh, which is, yeah. The action here is insane. And uh, that I, was you. Yeah. So you based the move. Hey, I can make 70, 80 K a year and I can pursue writing or pursue still finding myself getting away from partying. Was that kind of like the selling point? Yeah. Not, yeah I was just more just be being alone. Um, yeah. I spent, I spent three months in Australia alone uh, prior to COVID okay. uh, in 2020. And I did a lot of like work on myself and trying to, uh, trying to just become happy and, and, and healthy. Uh, I was working out every day. That's kind of when, when my fitness journey started. Um, and I, I just became really happy and, uh, really, uh, content. And all I was doing was training and being outside every day and, uh, reading and, and, you know, Beautiful. I was staying out of the, staying out of the party scene and, uh, yeah, just, it just, uh, it was really healthy lifestyle change, uh, for those three months. And I wanted to continue that. Um, and when I got back to Florida, it, it stuck with me for a few months, but then the social network that I had and, and I love my friends, uh, it was just, it was really hard to say no to, to going out. Uh, right. And then that kind of snowballed into two, two nights a week, three nights a week. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm drinking <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, yeah, like I, I need to go be alone again. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's awesome. You found that um, you're able to kind of remove yourself and see like that toxic lifestyle starting to form back in you. You're like, all right, how do I fix this? I've definitely but, done some Austin. Uh, yeah. But, but I've set up boundaries much better now. And like my, the, the friend groups I do have, they know that I'm not out all the time and they know I disappear for weekends and, uh, and I take, long breaks off, off of drinking. Um, mm -hmm. and so like, and we're not, I'm not that like tight with anyone to where like, I feel like I have to hang out with them all the time. Right. Or so, yeah. So I, I can kind of disappear in Austin whenever I want and just stay in my apartment and go to the parks and, and have that same kind of lifestyle as having in Australia. That's awesome. I mean, you have the on it gym, right? The I do have to add, how the hell do you get in that? Is it just like open to the public? Yeah. Um, I'm actually switching gyms, but, uh, on, it's been amazing. Um, you just, yeah, it's not a regular gym. You can't just get a membership and go train. Right. By, uh, it's either group classes or it's personal training. Okay. Yeah. I just, I wanted to, you know, continue my fitness 
and get in the best shape of my life. And so I figured that was a good start. And it, it was, I mean, they, they're, they're incredible. Yeah. And like 20 animals from 2016 to 2019, I like, I got to 280, super fat, super depressed, super miserable. And I was listening to at the time, a lot of Joe Rogan. And Mm -hmm. so I finally like ventured off and on it. And I would like buy on it hoodies just to be like, Oh yeah, I'm the cool guy who's repping Joe Rogan. But then I like started like listening to more of his fitness stuff, listening to more of the nutrition things. So that's when keto started becoming popular, but the main like I tried keto, but the main thing I got from him was like stop putting shit in your food because or stop that stop eating shit because it'll make you feel like shit. So make your body feel like shit. Like treat your body more as an engine and all these kind of like generic things, but like hearing it from a voice you trust almost is it was like okay. And then like I started taking on it supplements, I did a on it workout. So that's why I um always like applied and I'm excited to see you at on it because like that I never went to on it. I'm 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 out here in Ohio. Um, middle nowhere. Um, but I was able to like, it was that like mentality would kind of introduce me to CT Fletcher and bodybuilders and all that shit. But like, none of that happens without like doing home workouts with on it, Joe Rogan, all that shit. So I, I still support all that. And I would still love to visit the on it gym just, just as a, you know, my little bucket list thing. Cause they've been a big impact of me not being a fat piece of shit. So that's awesome that they were also your initial move to you being fundamentally a fit, better all around human, mm. human optimization. So yeah, that was another, that was another thing. I didn't know that on it was here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I moved here because I liked uh, the parks and I liked mm. Martin's and I liked the people here and the food was great. Um, I, yeah, I sat in the park and I saw the whole city and I saw this apartment building that I was like, oh, that's in the middle of the city. It's perfect. The yeah. price right there. And I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then once I got here, I realized that like everything that I want to do in my life is like right here. Um, wow. You really found the move. Yeah. I, and <laughs> you as found months, the spot as the months went on, like everyone started moving here. Um, I kind of, I think I was like right in the beginning. I think I moved here right when Rogan moved here. Uh, and like the same like month or two. That's um, crazy, man. And yeah. And then like all these amazing things just, you know, showed themselves to me. And uh, on it was one of them. That was a great experience. Um, I'm going to move to a, uh, another performance gym that's a little closer to me um, called Collective that they're just opening up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the same kind of stuff. It's just fitness for fit or it's fitted towards functional mobility training and you're going to have cold plunges and saunas and um, never yeah. done a cold plunge. You've never done a cold plunge. The only thing I've done is um, go do a cold plunge right now in Ohio. Just go. <laughs> find- it, it is easy to find. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the- go, go do like two minutes in the river. I'm gonna have to do that. I live 10 minutes away from uh what's it That's called? Like- Caesars Creek. Yeah, so you just redneck right creek. I just I just jumped in Barton Springs. Really? Uh, yeah, the other day. It's really cold now here. Yeah. Um but uh I was trying to do no alcohol till New Year's and uh I lasted two weeks and then I caved. <laughs> so my punishment was to uh go jump in freezing cold water. Did you but you felt like 
like rejuvenated after getting out of the cold water, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big hangover cure too. <laughs> yeah, man, you did that shit hungover. Nah, yeah. babe, I'm a I'm such a baby hungover. That's why I I, I didn't I haven't like stopped stopped drinking, but I I drink probably literally three times a year because I just get sick, which I guess is like a blessing and a curse. But of course, like if you're ever at a social event, you're drinking a water or anything that isn't you know like i'll usually do like an energy drink and a cup with ice so it looks like alcohol but like if people like notice that it's a water bottle or something like that they're like oh what were you a pussy what were you no fun like come on man i just don't yeah i hate that peer pressure shit but uh, I'll, I'll hop in that creek do what nobody likes to drink alone <laughs> exactly drinkers drinkers want to get everyone to drink so that's gonna be 100 like that. true that's kind of like even why during those phases, like, cause I was caring so much about fitness. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And I, like, I did miss out a lot of social being a cool person or maybe even finding you no know, cool opportunities, I guess. But I was just very, a hated the hangovers, but be like, just focus on the, this is a deterrent, man. But now that I'm older, it's like, I mean, you gotta like still live a little, like if you find that fun, you should do it once in a while, a hundred percent, but you can't just you know be a daily thing. Do what? Have you found like a fitness community in uh, Ohio? No. Well, I did back in the day. What I found recently was a starting a family. I'm uh, becoming a stepdad. I have a fiance. So that's a yeah. whole different grind. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm out here trying that. Like that's been a big fulfillment part of me too. Because I'd always like pursue like I'm gonna make the best version of myself for my wife like that was always like the motivation because you know ladies you know a bunch of you know fun nights i won't say anything bad but i never found like a relationship of like a person that you know, clicked or like even me myself like they could have been an awesome person but i was just so like mentally like oh well if they're sleeping with me then there's something wrong with them and would like not talk i was in a bad bad space but then i just yeah. like secluded myself isolated myself from the world for like the same time the pandemic happened actually um well, it was probably like a few months before like early like early early 2019 and oh. then everything shut down and then like i became like that's how i found like my career and everything with the what i do now um and then the missus came along so there's something about like if you put your like focus to pursue something like that something will eventually come if you stay consistent with it if that's truly your you know this is what your heart desires this is what you're really working for yeah so like now now i have these things now like i kind of like i'm just lost like okay i have this this is cool and i love them and all that but like what else do i like doing now hold on <laughs> like now that i don't have to like kill myself in a gym eight days a week um you know i can do like a more moderate i have a home gym and i'm in there only like four days a week like like that's, that's my gym community now as my garage like a uh, dog chasing the ball and now he's got the ball and it's like what do you do yep that's exactly what i recognized like three months ago so hence this podcast and stuff hence other stuff that's going on in my life we got a dog um awesome the, the dog man see he, he's a looker but he's a dummy he's the dumbest piece of <laughs> pos on the he just doesn't listen I and mean, 
he's an Australian border collie mix. Anyway, he needs a friend in a yard, and I'm trying to work on getting him all that. Right now, we're in like a smallish house. We're just trying to get land at this point because, God, buying a house. Anywho, poker, right? And that's another thing, too, that I'm actually trying to pursue is uh, like locally, there's uh, some bullshit like $800 or $400 poker series. I threw 800 into it for two day one entries. And I used to play poker and then I lost all my money in like a week. And then ever since then, I've been like, why did that happen? It was like personal reasons, relationships I was in during that time. And ever since I've just kind of been worried about myself, but now I'm like financially in a great spot. It's like, well, I still love poker. It's the competitive aspect. You know, I fucked around with sports betting. I do enjoy sports betting, but Hey, that's gambling. Um, I enjoy blackjack. Do what? Sports betting is not profitable. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some of the greatest things for the greatest thing for bookies and Vegas um, are these are these sports betting accounts on Instagram. Oh I mean, God, yeah. The the delusion that that is setting into people's minds, college kids, uh, everyone chasing these huge parlays that these sports accounts are are like uh, following. You know, like the the ten leg parlays that get down to the last leg, and it's like a twenty dollar bet to win like uh, ten thousand, win a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, um, that is so bad for people's minds to watch uh, because uh, it's not profitable. It's <laughs> it's. I mean, it's it, so I, unlikely too. Uh, so they highlight; they're only highlighting like one out of you know thousands and thousands of bets right that, that get that chance to get that close to a big a big uh, a big win and then they don't you know they don't mention the you know thousands of people losing their their paychecks and their rent money and their car payments and and so you i i feel like uh sports betting has become cool uh and no one i mean they realize that everyone's realizing it's really hard and, and it's uh, it's probably not profitable, but they're cha- they're chasing it more because it's like, they want to post like a cool social media video of them winning a big bet. Yeah. And I'm people, by the way, um, <laughs> you, know, you did hit it right on the nail with like college kids pursuing it. And even um, like so much, like you talk about the parlays, like that's very enticing. And dude, I encourage people, parlays i'm parlay poppy but as long as you do it for like a bullshit amount do it for five twenty dollars whatever like money you throw away at a bar hundred bucks like whatever throw a hundred bucks throw ten ten dollar part what the fuck ever the thing with is like you you do it and it's like fun for so it's or you win (laughs) that's the worst thing that can happen to you 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 fucking put in a dollar win like two thousand it's over son (laughs) i had i had a good friend of mine win a quarter million dollars playing blackjack off two thousand dollar buy-in and uh, that was one of the worst things that ever happened to him. Yeah. He, he he, lifetime losing all his money in blackjack. Always ch- nuts. Always chasing that the big score again. It, you know, ne- it's never enough. Um, that's the thing with sports betting is. It's the same know, thing. Unless you have a, a sick job and, and a lot of income coming in and you can keep it under control. The majority of people. uh win or lose their their risk tolerance is going to increase over time yes. and and they're going to end up 
betting with money they don't have and uh they're gonna end up broke i i I mean i'm I'm saying it from experience i i sports bet for for four years and and absolutely got roasted yeah you just gotta realize over time it's just a costly hobby the one thing that like my friends do um they have locks like they'll put one big bet on one team and it's always like the the what what's one now like what happened like the buccaneers lost to someone bad earlier in the season and dude they're gonna win by a million i'm putting it my, my whole paycheck whatever that amount is right and they lose and it's like of course they lost it's football it's sports like you're betting on like you're betting on an outcome that you're not unsure of and especially with profession and then like i love people who bet on college a lot because it's like dude you're betting on children like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're not, there's no consistency there. <laughs> I think if anyone's listening to this, that bets sports, uh, you need to look at it really objectively. And if you're not beating closing lines, so if you're not, if you're not putting in bets that the closing line, you have an, you, you have a, an edge on, uh, if you're not beating the closing lines, then you're flipping quarters. Uh, these lines are so good that, uh, when you're when you're getting when you're betting uh, closing lines, uh, especially in NFL, um, you're flipping quarters and you're laying ten percent juice. So yeah. whatever it be, you have to be like fifty. I think it's like 56, 50, 54 to fifty six percent win rate to be profitable. I think maybe fifty seven percent win rate to be profitable. And you're picking fit and you're picking 50 fifties. Uh, you're, right. you're absolutely demolished by juice in the long run. Right. It's yeah. It, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a sick space to be in. Yeah. You're dead. Uh, unless you have one incredibly lucky year. Everyone's thinking like, Oh no, but I know the Rams are going to win. It's like, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. You're flipping. And they, and they could, but the next week they won't. Yeah. It's, you're flipping quarters and you're, and you're paying 10% juice. You can't win. Through sports betting, you can't win. That's my, that's the quote. I'll, uh, yeah. Send me a text and uh, we can, we can gamble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my man's got the research. So talking about the less gambling, but gambling professional side of things, poker. Um, and again, like I've been, you know, because I'm, you know, I found my career. I found stability and income. I have kind of fuck off money. I've been using that for like, sports betting and stuff like that. And I've actually, I got lucky a few weeks, whatever. So I've been using that to like, okay, let me play poker. And the last time I played poker seriously was like 2014, 2013, a while ago. Okay. And I am getting crushed tournaments, cash games, plug cash game. Dude, I'm just, I stink. We're talking like $20 house game, 400 tournament entry. Um, I played the two, five, no limit two, five PLO. And I stink. I stink, I stink, I stink. Uh-huh. That's beyond the point. You don't stink at poker. You're killing it. You're crushing it. You've, and you also are crushing your world because you've made like very wise life decisions to continue down a successful career path. How, how big of an impact has your life changes made to your felt game? Uh, it's... It, it's- Monumental. Um, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be successful at poker if I didn't change my lifestyle. Wow. Uh, I have the data to prove that I've been keeping 
track uh, for the last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then I can I I um I can kind of pinpoint when I started uh, working on myself, and then I can show the graph where it's it's just it's night and day difference. Um, what I've been doing off the felt, what you do off the felt can has a huge effect on your success on the felt. Um, I've, my friends have seen similar results. Uh, my buddy, David DiBernardi, he's a tournament player, uh, in Florida and he lived with me and he was a really negative, uh, he complained a lot. Uh, <laughs> How the world sucks. Yeah, I didn't really know. He played a ton of poker, but he wasn't working late. Wasn't working on his game uh, away from poker, uh, and he was losing, and he was broke. And I had some long talks with him, and something clicked in his mind where he, off the felt, he became an animal. He started working out. He started uh, changing his mindset. Um, He, uh, his thing is his guy that he likes is Ed My Ed Milet. yeah, Ed Milet guy. I think it's it's like a max out thing. Whatever yeah. your, your groove is, he found he found something to change his mindset and and to start uh, really putting in work uh, on himself and his poker game off the felt. And it's you know it <laughs> it's no surprise now he's a crusher. Um, he's consistently winning and he's making a good living. Uh, but yeah, what you do off the felt is is uh as equally important as uh as your game on it. it it affects everything yeah yeah it's all connected and i can say that from yeah when i was like a winning player you know i'd have like a routine like i had a scheduled sessions you no know, i had like a time limit loss limit win limit all these things uh, win limit 10 trillion dollars then i'll quit um no yeah, but like no. i had like a I had like a daily grind schedule consistency. And once that started going out of the loop, then I like kept reasoning with losing that poker. And yeah, I had a very unhealthy relationship with everything in my life. And then that also trickled down to poker, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's important to know, like, even, you know, you can track like people, poker people that are familiar with you or have played with you and be like, Oh, you know, he's a successful player, but you can even come out and be like, yeah, I had a down path because I was also crazy <laughs> or not crazy, but you know, I was also on a down slope because that was going on in my personal life. So there is like a direct correlation. And like you do this Texas move Has Texas been treating you well on the felt so far. Yeah. Never run better in my life. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, now what do you like to do? Like, cause yeah, most poker players are just like wake up, grind and yeah. Party drink. Like, for this like healthier lifestyle of trying to promote regardless of what it is for you. Like if it's, even if it's like music, like you play guitar, you play drums or something or some form of art, you paint, like give yourself time to pursue the you thing, whatever you find healthy and obviously eat better. Cause I could say like, as a fatty who loves junk food, when I, I would like eat like a pound of cheeseburgers and then go play poker. And I would just be thinking lazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you go in there, like, like honestly, it's fuel for your body, boss, or your mind. So like, yeah. you need that mind to be sharp on the felt. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't eat a, I don't eat junk food before I play poker. Nah, That's, no, not anymore. I also, but I mean, it's, 
the one tournament I won in my life, I was on like three hours of sleep and I did Molly the night before and I ate a big slice of pizza during, during the break in the lunch cafeteria at hard rock. And then I ended up winning the tournament later that night for like 140 grand. Um, but again, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's like hitting a parlay. That's like, uh, I ended up going broke like a year later because you weren't able to duplicate those same results. (laughs) I didn't know what the, yeah, I was, uh, ill, ill prepared to deal with that money. And, uh, you know, it shot my ego through the roof. And then I thought I was really good. And I was playing, I would play big cash games drunk and, Oh man. And, you know, I was splashing around with millionaires because right. I wanted, I, I thought I was cool. And, uh, and yeah, I got wrecked and I, I lost all my money, uh, within like nine months or a year. Um, yeah. So win or lose now, like the results don't really, the results don't drive me anymore. What drives me is making good decisions. Um, taking care of my body, taking care of my mind, doing things I can, I'm in control of. Uh, so I'm in control of my, I'm in control of my diet. I'm in control of, you know, what I do before I play a poker game. I'm in control of, uh, during the session, how I take bad beats, how, like being aware of, uh, mm. if I'm, if I'm tilted, uh, how I'm playing, um, being aware of if it's, if I'm not in the right mindset to play, um, which, uh, any, anyone going through a downswing, um, it's going to really affect their mindset. So especially when you're downswinging, uh, you need to be really self-aware, uh, in the middle of sessions, um, racking up and going and calling it a night, uh, uh, a lot sooner than than uh, you previously would have because you know you're not on your game uh, is really important. Yeah, your uh, mood and attitude is totally already in the negative just going into a session. Like, yeah. oh, what am I gonna get, how are my aces going to get cracked today or whatever type of mindset or how am I going to miss every single flush draw or whatever? You no just one, go in there negative. You know, no one likes losing. And, and uh, when you get stuck in a session um, – you know, you want to grind it out and you want to, you want to get your money back. Uh, but the reality is you, there's always the next day to play and you need to, yeah. you need to check in with yourself and see like, how, like, are you, are you playing with a clear mind? Are you playing your best poker? Are you making decisions that are out of frustration? Yeah. Are you being patient? And you'll know all this. If you're honest with yourself, you'll know, you, you can feel how you're playing. Absolutely. Uh, I've, I've limited, like when I've been taking my recent shots, like I'll bring like three to five bullets with me. And there was this one play session where I felt myself actually feeling angry. I'm not an angry person as much yeah. anymore. And the first bullet I lost, I was angry because I, I grinded it up, grinded it down. And it was a, about the even stack from the first bullet and then i lost in a very but because i got angry i just straight up got up and left instead of like having that same mentality of like 
Just grind it out, man. So if you do have that self-awareness, you are able to understand you are tilted. You force yourself off the table. So someone like me, hey, I know I'm sucking, or someone who's like just in the downswing and they don't suck, what are your recommendations, I guess, poker-wise poker to do off the felt? Like, is there hand studying, uh, I don't know, coaching, or do you just keep reflecting yeah. on yourself? Uh, no, tra training training videos are great. Um, run it, I, I use Run It Once. Uh, I haven't used it in a while, um, but I have used it a bunch in the past. Uh, okay, so you just yeah. kind of like find your stroke, if you will. Yeah, I'd find I'd find you know professional videos that that fit your your style or, or coaches that you like to listen to. Um, I, I listen to a bunch of Phil Galfon for PLO. Of course, um, <laughs> the OG. Yeah, I, I love his. I love his. Uh, I remember his earlier stuff too. They're just still all on YouTube. What was that? Um, like something like blue something or dragon blue dragon. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was like an early like two plus two forum training site. It was his first one that he would just post. Like, I guess at the time, play wasn't a solved game yet. And he's just online breaking every hand down. And it was so cool to find, like, that's what got me into Potlam Omaha doing live cash games. And I found some success with that. I messed around and won a small play tournament because the week before I was listening to Phil Galfon on YouTube. So, mm -hmm. but take it to the next level or once you're at a certain level you know yeah you should search for more training or more relevant coaching like it's definitely worth investing in some form of running once is like 100 bucks a month there you go do it for a month do it for 12 months whatever suits you yeah um, i feel like but, that's a going rate too for like all coaching sites so it's like yeah. as long as i'm as long as i'm playing well i don't if I'm playing well and the game is good, um, I don't get up. <laughs> there you go. So you don't I, have like a time frame going into a game. No. Nice. No, I'll play. I, I played a 27 hour session a few months ago. That's um, crazy. Like, I think that my longest session is probably 30, 33 hours, 34 hours. Um, Jesus. Yeah, if the game is good and I'm playing and I and I'm playing good. Uh, it, whether I'm up or down, it doesn't matter. Because um, you just find, is it just reads on people or just feel for the table in general when you're in that like type of zone? Like I'm not leaving this seat no matter what. Well, if you're if if you're watching if you're watching mistakes constantly being made, so you're watching people miss they find exploits. You're, you're seeing you're seeing yeah you're seeing weak plays. You're seeing. Uh, you're, you know, you're, the, the action is good. Um, so, yeah, you're in a good game and you're playing well. Whether you're down five binds or up ten binds, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it matters if it matters if you're doing it recreationally and the money and you and you need like you really need the money. Sure, you might want to book a win like when you when you're up large but if you're doing it for a living uh and you play poker year round then it's all one big session um it's all it's all, all one just, big session i all, love that all one session uh so 
it doesn't matter. Like, for example, last night, um, I started getting frustrated. Uh, I've been on like a couple session losing streak and, um, I can, I, I could start seeing like, uh, variants started hitting me. Um, and I started getting in like these spots of whatever it's set over set, or it's like, uh, you know, you flop, you flop trips versus boats and PLO and, <laughs> Yeah. These spots that, you know, just happen. Uh, But I was getting frustrated and I was down like 4,000. I I decided the game was good, but I I knew I wasn't playing very well. So I I wrapped up and left. Um, A few months ago, I was in in a private game that was amazing. And the action was great. And I was... I was playing well, um, but I was running like absolute dog shit, and I was losing every big pot I played. I yeah. ended up game for seventy thousand. Oh, and dude, shit! I had uh, I had six k in front of me, so I was down like sixty four thousand at one point. Um, you know, I went outside took took some breaths because that you know that's that Dude, that's big. adrenaline at that point too right like you're like yeah. oh fuck but <laughs> but you know you, i just got you went back to my you know my thought process and my mm-hmm. and my rules and i was playing well and the game was good uh so i'm gonna yeah I, I, i'm gonna stay and stick it out and grind it out um i do have like I did have a, 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 a cap to my losses. I was going to do that. I was going to finish out the 6K and then do one more buy-in. And then yeah. that was going to... Um, I wasn't going to go broke in one game. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I stuck it out. And um, I ended up cashing out, like, a few hours later, the game broke, and I cashed out... Uh, 64k i mean that's nuts man and i lost yeah six thousand dollars and i i left that game and i was i was i was fist pumping the the air yeah like, fist pumping the sky that's such a big morale like, win are like i grinded it out i lost 6k and it was it was a huge turning point like with my bankroll um you know, not losing that, not losing that seventy, and and cutting and and uh, cutting the loss down. Uh, it's it's huge. It's yeah, but that, but that is a testament to um, being aware of your of your mental state, and, and it's I mean, not going to go away every time. Um, and I was, but I was okay with losing because I knew I was playing well, um, and. So if I, losing is a part of the game and it's going to happen, but uh, playing emotionally and being tilted and, and playing poorly, uh, when, if you're doing those things, then, then the losing is on you. Then that is your fault. hundred percent. And I'm cupcake poppies, Mr. Uh, lose with emotion. Um, <laughs> 
like down a few bullets, down a few whatever. All right, now it's time to be angry. I'm I'm all in dark. I don't care. Next bullet. Yeah, I've done I've done some crazy shit. But that's so cool to hear that you went from losing so much money. Well, so much money for the game or whatever. So you're losing a lot, but then you're able to still take take yourself back and like just kind of have a pep talk. Like, okay, where are we? Like, we're getting to the loose cap. Where I'm, I'm at my boundaries, you know, maybe bankroll, or whatever. But mentally, I'm here. Mentally, I'm fresh. Pep yourself up, and you get back in there and battle. You yeah, battle well, to like, recover a zero. Yeah, be be aware of the hands you're playing, and and objectively ask yourself: mm-hmm. Are you playing them well, or are you playing like shit? Yeah, because uh, a lot of recreational players or low stakes players, they get wrapped up in winning or losing the pot and how much they're up or down this is bullshit i I had the thing and then this happened yeah they're 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 all their focus is in how much money am i I up how much money am i down i just each pot or i just want a big pot like they're they're not being objective at all about their play like when they're up they're playing great and when they're down they feel like shit that's not how poker works. You can go and play the best session of your life and you can lose. Yes. Um, that's a hard pill to swallow though for like the, even like mid stakes guys, like they still, if you want to do living, then that's what matters. Yes. I mean, man, that's, that's so refreshing to hear from someone who's doing it, who's been doing it, who's gone through swings and is like fully realizing (laughs) poker's one big session. You have to be objective about hands, about your play. It's all, it's all because you're, yeah, like how we were talking about from like sports betting and gambling to like poker. It's like you're in control 100%. You, you can get up and leave, get up, take a break. Place a sports bet with juice, you're putting your money in bad. Right. And there everyone winning or losing. It's like you're, you're losing because mm-hmm. you're making a mistake. Right, man, Mr. Templeton out here with that strong advice. I love it. This is why I wanted to talk to you, JC. Shit like this. Um, how much time do you have? Uh, do you uh, need to get going soon or game at 2 p.m.? I have a big private game that I'm pretty about. Um, even though I am down swinging right now, so there's like little thoughts of uh, like recent hands or no, just recent sessions, like mm-hmm. there's there's these thoughts like creeping in my mind, like, Oh, you're just, you know, you're going to lose a ton today because you're running back. (laughs) These are, these are things that don't matter. What matters is playing well. And, and, um, I'm going to get a little meditation in before I go play. Uh, I was going to ask, are you going to work out? Do you, so you just do meditation or yoga or I'm pretty sore, uh, the last few days. Uh, so I think I'm just going to meditate. Um, I highly recommend meditating before every session. Uh, okay. It, it quiets down. It quiet. It kind of quiets down your mind. So then, when you sit at the table, you can kind of uh, you're you're more aware of of everyone else's state of mind, and you're kind of more engaged in the game instead of like yeah, uh, you're incredibly present without distractions. Thinking about your relationship or your yeah or you know, your chores or your errands you got to do, or your, you know, tack, whatever it is. Um, if you can go into a session 
with like a, a quiet mind and only think about the poker, uh, you're setting yourself up, you know, to play better. Yeah, I, that's advice that actually I think even more than I mean, I'll, I'll probably still look at videos because I've been so bad lately. But hearing that, because I is I'm Mr. Stepdad now. I got nothing but distractions. That when, distractions to poker. These are obviously important life things I've decided to <laughs> go down. But like when I'm at the poker table, I'm thinking about those things. Like the fucking washer's leaking, the fence needs paid, the goddamn dog, all these things that aren't poker or aren't hands or aren't feeling like when he's like studying how they do bets, how they hold their car, shit like that. That like I used to like would just snipe and spy on. Yeah, immerse yourself in the session. And, yes, but I love, uh, love this shit. And but you you have to not care about whether you're up or down because like if you're if you're results oriented and you you sit down and you're immersing and you you decide to put all your attention into the poker game and watching every hands or watching every hand and then watching um, how everyone's playing and you're really, you know, you're really committed to, to winning this session. Uh, and then let's say you get your whole stack in the first time you're all in, you get two outed and yeah. then, and then you start tilting or, or then you're frustrated or like, then you like, you lose your cool and all of a sudden you're not paying attention to the hands you're you're worried about you're you're worried about you know the money that you lost. You want to get it back. Um, you start play, you start playing emotionally and erratic and and impatient. So you just threw out like the whole playbook because you lost a hand, right? And and everything you've been working towards for that all in moment. Everyone knows like if you would have won that pot, you would have probably play, You probably would have kept playing great, good poker, right? Because every, everyone plays good when they're up and it's very few people play the same when they're stuck. It's like, as soon as they're down, they, they lose their game plan. That's uh, incredibly true. That, that's I mean, for all that, stakes. That's the difference between guys that do it for a living and, and guys that don't is your ability to play the exact same, whether you're down five buy-ins or up five buy-ins, it doesn't matter. And you got to be objective. Uh, in your evaluation of yourself and 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 if you're if you've realized you're not playing the same or if you're not playing well uh if you can't change it you get up and, and you go home you know a good night's sleep will reset yeah. will reset your mind and there's always like there's straight up a tomorrow like tomorrow like things just reset yeah there's new things going on there's new things to think about outside of the poker game because yeah when when you leave even like a downswing night even if you're happy with yourself you can leave that session so like just replay hands or how could i play that better you can even like go into the over analyze mode but just wait till tomorrow to play again like you said find just if you find yourself tilting and you find yourself objectively not doing good yeah just focus on the tomorrow at that point yeah i remember being when i was younger and i mean i've been playing poker 13 years mm -hmm. but i would have I would have these long sessions of just absolute mental distress and being so stressed out and, and so frustrated and so worried about the money I was losing. And uh, I would be playing awful and I would, I would be in the poker rooms, uh, the dog tracks or wherever I was. And I would, I would play till I lost every single penny. 
Um, and I would go home and I would be so stressed out and have so much anxiety. Yeah. As soon as I fell asleep and woke up the next, you know, as soon as I woke up the next morning, like the, the anxiety was down, the stress was down. Uh, I felt clear. And then, uh, and then I wanted to find money to go play again. Right. And it took, I don't know why it took, you know, some people catch on a lot faster, but for me, I had to learn by, uh, trial and error. And I had, I'd, I had to make the mistakes for years, um, to realize that, uh, that I shouldn't be playing, uh, while, you know, while tilted, while frustrated. Oh, and, and that feeling. Can't turn it around. Then you need to leave. You don't need to, you don't need to beat your head over, you know, against the wall all night. Uh, I've done that so much. It, to try even to, even in non poker things, like I would just like working on like like work projects and things like that. Instead of like giving myself like a like a twenty minute break or yeah, do a tomorrow thing. Now we're figuring it out right the fuck now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah, one hundred percent done that on the felt and off. Rarely ever figure it out. Right, you can't in that some, in that mental spit state. Some nights you'll you'll hit a lot. You know you'll you'll hit a lucky streak and you'll get the money back. But the majority of the time you're, you're lighting money on fire yes. or you're <laughs> on fire. Right. Very true. Very true. Well, JC, this is all very, very, I think important and impactful things for all stake poker players to hear, especially like lower stakes or mid stakes. If you're thinking about wanting to do this professionally or younger kids, getting into poker like i wish i heard this type of honest conversation with, with like poker players when i was you know younger because i remember that's how i even found podcasting to begin with like i was in my down swing and feeling like a loser and that that's here joe rogan interviewing maynard james keenan i'm like well this is cool and now i feel like i uh, i don't know i think things that you've been saying are huge and not you know because everything else that's out there it just seems like like content 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 poker hand poker hand poker hand like these are my session results and these were the hands i was involved with and that's that like you're really yeah. breaking down it's funny you say that because like i'll i i play against i'll play against so many kids that are like better prepared like uh poker wise yeah. uh maybe strategy wise maybe um have <laughs> you know, more skills in their arsenal they have um, the charts memorized son when we play live a live session, like it's the the advantage I have on them because of my mental state, mm-hmm. and they're not in control. Like they're just not in control of their emotions. Right, and they don't and even they, know it yet. They don't even know. It. They don't realize what they're like. They don't realize they're not. They just don't. They haven't gotten the self awareness yet to to realize. People can see when you're emotional. People can see when you're when you're tilted and, and, uh, that, that pot that you just lost affected you. And now all of a sudden you're three betting light and you're four betting light and you're, yeah. Now you're a spot. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You've become a spot real quick in poker. Yeah. And I've, I've been that spot. That's yeah. That's why it's important to like, so find, find your healthy thing outside of poker. You know, find, Try working out because, like, doing that physical exertion can mentally cleanse you. Find your, I love your recommendation of do your form of meditation before every session. I think that's the best way to yeah, just clear your mind of 
whatever sure. bullshit you're going through, go into it. Um, hearing those things are more important than was for live poker. That is, um, then, you know, having the GTO charts and having the results and even like watching poker things right before a session, like, yeah, like the feeling, your self-awareness, like, I will, I, I do have one more bit of advice. Um, I love this. Uh, it's something that not a lot of kids in poker, uh, are aware of. Um, maybe, maybe they're starting to become a little bit, but, uh, you're hot, like every time you're sitting at a poker table, um, how, like how you're perceived or how people enjoy playing with you, um, your likability, uh, befriending people at the poker table, um, being enjoyable to play with these things go so far under the radar. Uh, every, cause every single time you're, you're playing at a, in a live game, these are opportunities for you to network and to, and to potentially get into bigger and better games. So the way you lose is really important. The way you win is important. Um, people, when people like playing with you, people need to enjoy playing with you, first of all. Yes. Uh, if you want to do it for a living, then, then the games you get in uh, is so important. And how you get in good games is by recreational players and that enjoy playing with you. Um, if you're, if you're so, if you're so in, in, uh, consumed with, with your own game and winning and set hoodies, sunglasses, and you're not, and you're not, poker is a social game. Um, so like when I sit down, when, when I sit down at a poker table, I get to know the people around me. You start conversations. Um, and, and it's genuine. It's not that I'm doing this to try to get into pe- better poker games. I do it because I like people. Um, I genuinely like to talk to people. Uh, I wasn't always like this. I was definitely when I was younger, I was more consu- consumed with winning or losing um, right. and, and just the poker. Uh, but then as I've gotten older, um, I've realized that by creating relationships with the people that you're playing with and being fun to play with, uh, it opens up, it opens up games that you would never get into before. And I mean, I don't know about any of you guys, but I don't want to play with professionals. (laughs) I don't want to No. (laughs) No. Uh, that doesn't sound fun. You want the you want the businessmen folk. No, I I want to play I want to play in in big games that are you know with recreational players. Uh, those are going to be spots. Going to be the most profitable. Um, you also you also get to learn a lot about life and business from from these individuals that yes. can that can help you uh, invest your money. Can help you you know, in in so many different ways. Um, or even just but, like advice, like that was another reason to kind of help me find gyms and bodylifting was like talking to you know dudes who 
being open to the conversation, even like talking hands like as they happen in a not like berating way, be like, oh man, like if you suck out on someone, be like, ah, sorry, man. And they talk afterwards or have a drink with them. If just be friendly, like just yeah. be nice. Like, and, and you've, they end up giving you advice or giving yeah. you like, hey, come check out my thing. Like I remember this dude had like he had like a monthly car show in Florida. Mm-hmm. And we were just bullshitting, talking like I was talking about Dodge Vipers. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we, I know, buddy. It's like three of them." And so that was like a personal hobby. But like, what you're getting into is like a bigger picture of like you can find like successful people who like this big poker game to you is not is their casual fuck off fun time. Oh yeah, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like they're very set off. Like you're playing with multi millionaires, and like, but they're because you're you're their buddy. They're there to have a good time. Exactly, and if you're right. stressed, if you're stressed out, uh, or if you're if you're clearly frustrated, uh, and you're like unapproachable, then they're not gonna, yeah. gonna enjoy playing with you. Exactly. So yeah, there's definitely a. It took me a while to figure that one out too. But yeah, there's a lot of long term value in yeah, just being friendly. Take the headphones off. Yeah, befriend. Yeah, befriend people at your table. Hundred percent. For sure. Well, I don't want to take up much more of your time. Thanks for yeah. coming on, JC. That definitely very insightful conversation. And um, hopefully you win all the money tonight. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play good. That's, that's, all, that's all. I haven't been playing my best, but try to turn it around today. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all rooting for you. <laughs>